Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. So I have this um, monster dice bag. I actually just put it on. Like uh, enormous? No. <laughs> no. Oh. I like that, though. I like where your head's at. It's, no, it's good. just assumed. <laughs> the last dice bag you brought into this room <laughs> it, held like 100 dice. It's true. Actually, I have that here, too. Oh, yep. Um, and then I have this one that I got from Dragon Con that is literally a monster face. Oh, yes. Oh, I should totally plug them. I don't have the card in front of me, and I can't think of exactly what the company is called, but they make amazing stuff. They yeah. take all these like leather bags and put googly eyes not even googly eyes like these are good quality like fake monster eyes and they use this kind of stone to make teeth and they manipulate them all to look like monsters and yeah i remember that booth because they were all they were like yeah no two will be alike because it's like scraps from other things right and And they were like cyclops it took me a long time to pick the one that i which one did you finally choose i don't think i actually saw Uh, so it has um it's got kind of a yeah it's like got a crooked mouth and it's got two teeth pointing up and two teeth pointing down and it's got these very lovely hazel eyes and I need to come up with a name for him. I'm thinking on it. Sugar. Sugar, huh? Sugar. He is giving kind of a sort of like, you know, come at me stare. Not yeah, like yeah. come at me like, yo, what up, bro? But more like bedroom eyes. Oh, like come a at, come yeah. hither stare. Come hither stare. There That's you what go. I don't know, right. It reminds yeah. me of Ron Swanson a little bit <laughs> and I can't place why. Is it because it smells like old meat? <laughs> yeah, it might be. It's a little leathery, kind of grumpy. Good. <laughs> I don't know. I just got a message from Wes at Stylish Senpai. Uh, if you go to uh, Stylish Senpai, his store envy, uh, you can find the link to it on www.thecritshowpodcast.com. Or if you just go to Store Envy and search Stylish Senpai, uh, Wes has added, uh, along with our t-shirts, he also now has lady cut t-shirts and hoodies. Yes. Ooh, hoodies so are cool. So if that's something you are interested in, they are there for purchase. Yeah, I'm getting a hoodie. Full show. Right. I'm so excited. It's been a while. Like, I've gotten real bad about doing this, but I suppose um, this is actually our 20th episode, not counting kind of the the bonus episodes. So I think that makes it like our 25th episode. Wow. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, thank you, guys. really appreciate the the time and the effort that people put into you know chatting with us and listening to the show. If you're listening to the show, whatever format you're listening to it on, if you've got a second, if you could rate us or review us, it really makes our numbers jump uh, when it comes to new people seeing us. And to those of you who have done it already, thank you. It's it's very helpful. And you know, if you've if you've got a friend who you think might like the show, suggest it to him. It's been like five or six episodes since I've asked people that kind of stuff. So there's the obligatory, oh, right, we should be promoting ourselves uh, and not just making the show. You can find all our stuff on Facebook as well. We do have a page that you can join and share and all that fun stuff. I was just at a wedding uh, last night. 
And this random guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, I took over for you whenever you left this this theater job that I had for a while, uh, a couple of years back. And he's like, oh, and I also listen to the podcast. And I was like, oh. baller, man. Oh, Thank cool. you. Thank you so much. And then he's like, by the way, you left that place in disarray. And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what have you wrought? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you went to a wedding and uh, as the, the father started to walk the bride down the aisle they played the music and it was dun dun dun, dun, <laughs> that dun. <been> awesome <laughs> just strutting down the aisle to the very quick tempo of our theme song that's my new wedding theme song now good I like it. once good. i get married ladies <laughs> <laughs> you've got some sweet that's, aisle music uh, to look forward to yeah. you can find sell. him at tej tinch on twitter <laughs> Uh, I think now it's time to let the recap roll. By the way, I never check my Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) You should now. If you want to go check on Ori. I'm not going to go directly to Ori because you said I knew Ori well enough to go to him, right? Uh But I'm going to go somewhere in the resort. So you appear in Hawaii and the view you guys are used to seeing while you were there were all these really nice bungalows. And of course, you could see the ocean from where you were. When you get there, you don't see anything but ash. Everything is gone. Oh, shit. (sighs) And I am going to go ahead and fire off a text. The Waven Sea has been demolished, uh, burned to the ground, and then I am going to pop over to Ori, wherever he may be. All right, so you make this jump to Ori. It is pitch black. Turn on my like phone light to try and see. As your eyes adjust, you can make out a figure hunched over the body of a man that is covered in blood and gore. Noticing the light, the hunched figure spins in your direction. It's Ori. His eyes look wild. He has blood all over his face and a set of long canine teeth glint in the light of your phone as he lets out a guttural growl, turning his attention towards you. It is dark and hot and noisy in this jungle. And in the light of your flashlight, you can see Ori and he has started to advance on you, uttering this noise. And he coughs. Oh, hey, man, what's going on? Oh, my oh God. God. And you see that his eyes clear a little bit, and he wipes the blood away from his uh, away from his chin with his sleeve. I cover my soiled pants. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude. Oh, I didn't expect to see you here. Where are we? Oh, we're in the Amazon. That may genuinely be the last thing I expected to hear. Why? Oh, I had to kill this guy. Who is that? He was one of Nash's defectors. So you're still in Nash's good graces? You're being... Yeah, yeah, actually, um, man, I, I, I about pissed myself when he showed up, but uh, the story that you guys came up with, man, he, he understood. Um, you know, he, he thought that I was too valuable to lose in a situation like that, so he really insisted that I start actually using uh, my, my abilities. And so he, he got rid of the, the Wavency and uh, basically made me kind of a replacement for one of his people. Man, it's weird. Uh, I don't care for it, I'll be honest with you. But, you know, I guess I'm learning some stuff about myself. He's making me, like, use my my abilities and and whatnot. This dude, I'm going to point to the body, was at least a bad dude? Yeah, oh yeah. Pulls the mouth open, you can see he's got fangs. At least you're killing bad guys, I guess. Kind of a Punisher thing going on. Yeah. Hey, have you been chased through an alley recently? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a euphemism? Nope. Oh. In that case, no. In that case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got me good. <laughs> uh, 
some weird shit has been going down with us, naturally. Uh, one of the more recent things is we were given a series of visions of things yet to come, things that have already transpired, possible futures, that kind of stuff. And in one of them, we saw you running for your life through an alley. I am here to check on you, and I'm glad to see that you're okay. That leads me to believe that that's one of the ones that has yet to come. Uh, And the person who gave us the visions was pretty insistent that, you know, if precautions aren't taken, these things will happen. Couldn't see your pursuer. I don't know where it was precisely. I don't know when it was. I'm glad you're okay, and I want you to stay okay. So I want you to know that so you can look out for yourself. Yeah, man, I won't go down no alleys. (laughs) Yeah, that would be an easy solution. Just never go to an alley, and then this can't come to pass. As always, if you end up in trouble, out of your element or anything, let us know. We're we're here for you. Yeah, I tried to memorize your number. I don't, uh, I feel like I'm a spy. I get like burners. Do you have it memorized? Do you know it? Do you remember it? Yeah. All right, well, stay safe. Let us know if you need anything. Try not to let your horrible fate come to pass. You should write fortune cookies. Yeah, I thought I thought so. That <laughs> was a little bit more dour than I wanted it to yeah. be. <laughs> like, anybody else got a... A bad fate, at least. Like, why? Why? Oh, me? yeah. Basically, all of us. Oh, okay. So we're you know doing the rounds, trying to look okay. out for our friends. It's a good. I'm in good company, at least. Yeah. You're right, man. Okay. Uh, and I will head back to Revs. So you appear outside Revs' door, and your phone starts buzzing like crazy. I am literally just clearing notifications as I walk <laughs> up the stairs. <laughs> Oh, shit, man. What what happened? That was like three minutes. Yeah, I ended up in the Amazon rainforest. Good news, though. Ori's good. He's still operating. He was essentially recruited to replace uh, another dude on the team. So, yeah, they just got rid of the wave and see kind of incidentally because he got reassigned. I warned him. He said he would take measures to make sure nothing happened. He knows my phone number by heart. So that's nice because that doesn't happen a lot in 2018. I think that's all we can do for him. Oh, man. Here's a question about that, because I don't know how his um, compulsion works with Nash. Would it be worth asking him about Lana King and the Argonaut? Yeah, I can go back and and ask him real quick. Yeah. And I mean, if he's okay, clearly like this dude can't read his mind enough to know every little detail of how he operates or else he would have been caught. So that's good. Yeah. It just occurred to me, actually, that not knowing the extent of Nash's powers, everything Ori just said to me might have been an involuntary lie. Isn't that a good thought? You that just I had? made me sick to my stomach, and I hate that. Yeah. Well, there's no way of knowing, so I guess I'm just, I would rather trust that that was the truth because there's no way for me to know if it's not. Right. Okay. I'll, I'll do that. Walk back down the stairs and out the door, pop back to him real quick. You get a very strange sensation as you teleport back to Ori. You can feel that you start to travel and land, but you don't land, and then you don't land, and then you don't land. If someone was seeing you in the hallway, they would almost see you glitching just in and out visually. And then you're next to him, and there is daylight. Oh, God, man, what's going on? Hey, sorry, what was what just happened to me? Why was I just kind of caught in a loop trying to come to you? I was uh, teleporting. So I assume that our teleports just kind of can't interact. Oh, like you couldn't, what happened? Oh, it was kind of like I, like I couldn't land. Essentially, you know, like I started it and I was just kind of like falling over and over. Oh, yeah, like a like a glitch, like in a video game. Yeah. So I guess just while you're in transit, I can't come to you because you are nowhere. Oh, good to know. Yeah. 
you want to see my boat? I, and he points out I, just a little bit. You see, there's like a little houseboat. God, I would love to see that boat. Yeah. Come come aboard, I think is, is what they say. <laughs> yeah, I'll follow him to the boat. So we have another question. Do you know anything about the Argonaut, a submarine, something to do with Nash? Roll sharp. Eight. You see that as he starts to answer, his eyes flutter back in his head. Uh. No, what's what's that? Uh, nothing. It's something that I saw on a TV show recently that's set in Hawaii. Oh, and I just knew that you lived there for a while, and I thought that like you might know something about it. It was part of like a history lesson, but oh, okay, man. TV shows in Hawaii. Some of the the real famous TV shows were filmed like right by where the Wave and Sea was. And you see that he makes eye contact with you, and then very quickly turns and starts moving around the boat. <sighs> awesome. I'm that. I'm so happy about. All of that that just happened. Uh, okay, well, yeah, I want to have him show me around the boat. I want to see what's cool around here. All right, yeah, he's, he shows you around the boat. Um, it's it's got an it's got, it's got a propeller stuff, and then a house stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> man, you are out of your element. <laughs> I assume it's like a pontoon boat. Is uh, what it is. Uh, it's a pontoon just with an actual house. An, yeah. He just dropped his, on his it, old probably. shack on it. Um, yeah, he shows you around the boat. It's really nice. It's very modern uh it's got like a bunch of tracking equipment it has it's like night boat the crime solving <laughs> boat you know? like it's, it's real decked out i want to try and see if there's like maps out like if he's got maps out and if there are destinations circled like without having to talk to him like while we're just shooting the shit and talking mm -hmm. about how cool the boat is I know now that he can't tell me some things, but I want to see if I can gather any information about what he's going to be doing just in case. Okay. Uh, roll investigate a mystery. Three. All right. Oh, no. Ooh. Shit. I shouldn't have snooped. Yeah, you don't find anything. All right. Well, kind of finish up then. Also, you know, I'm, oh, I'm glad you've got a, a good thing going here. This is a nice place. I'm, I'm glad you get to live here. This is cool. All right. Well, goodbye. <laughs> like, <laughs> This is uh, the most awkward goodbye I've ever had. <laughs> you know, just like a more human version of what I just tried to do. Just imagine <laughs> that in the fiction. Oh, okay. Um, I assume that's what you're actually saying to Ori. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's that awkward. Like it's like the goodbye that I just tried to have. Like, but good in our fiction. And he's like, "What are you? Okay. Yeah, you know, but like a good one. Just imagine I did that. Shake his hand, and then, uh, and then I'll head back again uh, and get get back inside to where I know we're good and warded." Because I'm about to talk about some stuff that was being magically suppressed, so I'm curious. Jake, what happened? Ori literally can't talk about it. Oh. Uh, so I asked him, and his eyes kind of fluttered, and he claimed ignorance, uh, but I think he gave me a piece still. When I mentioned the ship and made up something about having seen it on TV, he said that a lot of those things are filmed right by where the Wave and Sea used to be. And I think that was him kind of hinting that the Argonaut's somewhere near where the resort was. Okay. Nice, Ori. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that absolutely gives us something. Good work, dude. He's also got a sick houseboat. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice think now that we know he's at least okay for the moment i think it's the divine time i agree i'm going to have a bath <laughs> <laughs> so i want to go back to ipt and start doing some research okay so what are you each going to research i'd definitely be looking for anything i could on the divine i imagine that i would stay with tass so that i can like if he's got questions about like hey what could i look 
what could I search for to find the divine? Like anything that I know that I can give him extra information to hopefully narrow down the search. And since, you know, they're doing that, I can, we can, you know, double our efforts. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and go to the library. Is, is there a library here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then uh, I'll go to the library and uh, look up the Argonaut. Okay. TJ, roll sharp. That's a 10. So yeah, TJ, you do find the reports on the Argonaut. So the Argonaut was launched on the 10th of November, 1927. Uh, it was the USS Argonaut SM-1, uh, and it later was changed to APS-1 because they turned it into a transport submarine. Uh, and although it never officially was designated this, uh, at some point it also displayed SS-166 on the conning tower. Uh, it was active during World War II. Uh, and like I said, it was refitted as a troop transport partway through the war. It was sunk by a Japanese destroyer off of Rabaul on the 10th of January, 1943. Um, and you actually find a description of how it was sunk. Oh, cool. Um, I'll definitely read that description. Uh, so it is from the account of someone that was in a plane overhead. Uh, it was a, uh, a bomber and they were out of bombs and they were kind of going back to resupply and they saw the battle happening. Uh, and essentially what happened is that the Argonaut came across a group of freighters and their escort and it tried to attack them. Uh, and it basically reads to you that, um, that it was apparently a depth charge uh, that had severely damaged the submarine. Uh, the destroyer that was with this escort continued to circle the Argonaut and uh, pummeled shells into it until she slipped below the waves and was never seen again. A uh, hundred and two officers and men went down on that ship, and it was actually the worst loss of life on an American submarine during wartime. And on February 26, the name of the Argonaut was actually stricken from the naval vessel registry, so no other ships have been named that since. Whoa. Uh, and a Japanese report that came out after the war uh, indicated that, yes, it was a depth charge that hit the submarine and that it very quickly surfaced during the battle. And they could tell that the, uh, the top of the sub had kind of been blown open, but then as it continued to take more damage, it tried to go back under again. You actually find also that before they went out on their third tour, the Argonaut and its crew actually donated their bell to the museum at Pearl Harbor. Uh, and it actually is still there in the uh, submarine Memorial chapel. Uh, and is used to this day on the steeple to ring for daily services. That's awesome. Yeah. But also, is that is that true? Is that like like real, real? Like yeah, yeah, out this of is character? Yep. This is all real. Get out. Yeah. And so, again, that is the patch that you found. That is the name that she said. You know, as far as the story tells you, the top of the submarine seemed to be destroyed. During the battle, it went underwater and was never seen again. I think as I am starting my research too, mm. part of that would be swinging through to kind of let Margaret know what's going on. Just kind of a fill in of all of the things that we'd found, giving her the, you know, the layout of the, the circles and all that that we'd found and kind of some of those confirmations and, and let her know that, hey, these are the leads that we're following based on that stuff that had happened in Hawaii and that name okay. that we had reported. And what all names are you giving her? 
Um, I think she would already know Gregory Nash by now. So I would tell her Lana King is what gave us those images. I would tell her that we were led to look for the the most recent divine before Jake, uh, and that that we were led to believe that that was a female, and um, that we think we have a thread to be able to find the Argonaut, which was part of that patch that we had found while we were in Hawaii. And um, when you say that the person who gave you the dreams or the visions, are you telling her the visions? Yeah, I mean, I probably should. So yeah, I would kind of go through each of those. Okay, so in the time it takes uh, you guys to catch Margaret up on everything and you start to head towards the computers to start your research, TJ actually joins back up with you. He's finished his research on the Argonaut. Um, I assume you're going to tell them the stuff that you found out. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, So guys, take a listen to this. Um, So this submarine was fighting off the coast of Rabaul during World War II, and apparently it was sunk while trying to attack this uh, convoy of ships. And they had some escorts, some destroyer escorts, and they had some depth charges that really pummeled this thing. And apparently it was trying to resurface. And the accounting of it was that as it surfaced, the the con tower the top of the the ship was almost like gone you know just like totally decimated and then eventually it just was pummeled by this destroyer and then it sank and it's never been seen again and like 110 guys got killed damn yeah apparently it was like turned into a troop transport but like never officially i guess so uh it still has like some numbers and everything on it that we could probably identify if we ever saw it okay so never seen again, I guess that's, you know, not knowing it's absolute fate, then yeah, it could definitely be, have been recovered or something by Nash or one of his crew. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a jaunt to Hawaii. Um, but, you know, if they weren't sure how much damage, I guess it could have gotten that far. Ooh, or it's a zombie submarine. I was actually having that thought that it's like Davy Jones crew in Pirates oh, of the Caribbean. Oh, shit. That it's just manned by like underwater undead lords now oof well okay either way if ori is to be believed then it's still probably around hawaii so that's that's the main thing but at least we have some context thank you bub appreciate you you're welcome love you and i love you as well okay well good um yeah that's a start okay i think jake and i are gonna go ahead and start looking up some stuff about his predecessor see what we can find well then i guess i'll join you guys so right now you guys are specifically trying to search down this person. You're trying to look for proof of their existence. Mm-hmm. Everybody roll sharp. That's a 12. That's a 10. That's a 6. Oof. As you guys search around through the various books and online, you don't seem to find anything that repeats. Anything that you find seems almost like National Enquirer kind of stuff. You're not able to find anything where it's like, oh, look, these two stories are in the same time period and they share similar traits. And so I bet we could link them together. Everything with the exception of what you're finding about Jake seems like hoaxes or what you guys now know might be monsters. Uh, But when it comes to Jake's specific power set, you don't find anything. This is after about six or seven hours of searching. Okay. Yeah, you said that it was like a hoaxes or monsters and everything, but did any of them have like any like specific weapons or anything uh, with them, like a bow or hammer or a sword that shot fire or anything like that? Uh, I mean, specifically what you guys had discussed searching, you do you had found description of you know super strong guy with hammer or carpenter who throws lightning or. You know, things that mix the ideas together. But again, no two stories seem to match. 
Carpenter with lightning sounds like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this is the coolest version of the New Testament I've ever read. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'm kind of back to square one with this. Um, without just restarting the search and just looking more general, again, for women doing these sort of amazing things and trying to find a common thread. Here's another thought, and I don't love it. I could go very public, and I could just call out The Last Divine. Like, I could go somewhere, make a spectacle, teleport some places, hit some things, be on the news, and say something about how I'm looking for my predecessor. Like, the Divine wants his stuff out there, so I bet he'd be kind of happy about it, honestly, spreading the word. Oh my gosh. I just want to say, from my point of view, I love it (laughs) so much, I think you will get fired. (laughs) I think this is a Margaret conversation. I think you should do it. But remember what happened to Tony Stark after he went public. Everything came after him. That's true, because there are pictures online of us with you. And all it takes is a search of, well, who are these people to know I work at IPT to potentially bring down a hellstorm here at home. That's a great point. One I had not considered. Let's see what Margaret thinks. I'm just like surly. Like she's going to say no. So I go to Margaret's office. Come in. Hey, Margaret. Hi, how's your search going? Not great. It seems like the other divines have been a little more incognito than we've been able to be. I don't know if this makes you feel any better. I've certainly never even heard the term before. It does. If you're someone in this position and knows this world, yeah, that does make me feel a lot better, but oof. Um, Jake had a really good idea. I'm just like waving from behind him. But we do see some flaws in it Mm. and thought we'd run it past you first. Oh, all right. All right. What if I go make myself known to the entire world very publicly? Is that the whole plan? Well, the thought is... If I get myself featured everywhere as the divine and people know that I have these powers and whatnot, my predecessor is probably going to see it too. They can find me instead. I could literally say, I'm looking for my predecessor. You know, I mean, probably find a slightly more elegant way to put that. But if they watch the news and I'm all of it for the day, odds are they will be able to find us, find me. And then our work is significantly lessened. Do you think people will believe you? Like, I mean, no offense, but who's going to put you on the news? Actually, it's funny you say that. That kind of went through my head. You know, there are always these publicity stunts and, um, you know, people trying to get away with things, David Blaine floating and all of that. And people almost unanimously go, it's horseshit. And that really kind of works in our favor because the person that's going to know it's not horseshit is going to be the previous divine. Right. How will you get the horseshit put onto all the channels, though? David Blaine, at least, has a thing. He made the Statue of Liberty disappear, or whatever the hell it was he did. (laughs) I've had another thought just now, and it's also a bad one. We give me something to fight. Oh. 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 If we drop something supernatural at the monument on the circle, and I go kick its ass in front of everybody... 
and we could take measures beforehand to make sure that it's, you know, that area has been closed for some other reason. Like we could take preventative action to make sure that there aren't people around to get hurt and there aren't ways around for it to escape, you know, all that. But there is still a way for it to be seen. I go hit something with a lightning hammer for a while. I teleport around it a little bit. And at the end of it, claim that I work for God. That seems doable. And in that interview is when you kind of call out your predecessor that you're looking for them. It certainly could be. Roll manipulate someone, and you can all help out. Uh, I got an eight. Ooh. Damn, oh. son. That's an 11. Uh, it's a nine. I've worked in this. I don't want to call it a job. I can't even call it a line of work. But I've lived in this world of knowing for long enough to know that the people I encounter, some of the people that I'm able to hire, their purpose is bigger than what I do here. This isn't a decision I can make for you. I'm not here to tell you it's okay or it's not okay. You've got to trust yourself. But if you decide to do it, I think we've got the perfect thing for you to fight. Oh, really? I don't like how kind of into that sentence you were. It makes me worried about whatever this thing is. Well, you know, I, it's been years since I've been able to go to SmackDown or SummerSlam, so <laughs> this is probably as close as I'm going to get. Well, I assume you want something big and showy that could go a couple rounds, because if this takes all of 30 seconds, I assume it's not going to accomplish what you need. We've got something that we captured off the coast of Africa. Very large, very large. Uh, how large are we talking? About 25 feet. Oh, that is large. It's got... Uh, is I it a giraffe? Think, I think it's a total of... <laughs> Just Jake beating the shit out of a giraffe. <laughs> just clanging its big dumb head. Just <laughs> swatting Jake out of the air with his giant neck. I like this even better, the thought that here's this team of monster hunters like perusing on some mission, and then they, they're like, oh shit, pull over. Look at this crazy monster that we have to take out and capture. And they just... A regular giraffe. They just beat the hell out of a giraffe. Look at the, the color of that thing's tongue. That can't be natural. <laughs> Kill it. This is the weirdest promo for the Indianapolis Zoo. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Anyway, um, that's fun. But yeah, it's about 25 feet tall. It's got... I think if I remember right, it's got two legs and four arms. It was kind of just running wild. It's one of our less paranormal monsters and more one of our what the hell did evolution do to this thing monsters. It seemed to uh, deal pretty poorly with being tased. I think that's how they ultimately took it down. It's covered in scales, uh, got a couple of horns. I mean, that's gonna get attention. If we are gonna do this, I want to take every precaution that we can to make sure that it doesn't go wrong. Well, so you want to keep damage to a minimum, keep people safe. How, how are you going to do that? I mean, we're going to, we need people. Like, we're going to need help. I don't imagine that just the three of us will be enough to sort of keep everything contained here. I mean, we need to pick a place that is public enough to be worth it, but easily containable. Uh, this might be a similarly bad idea, but I'm kind of leaning toward just the monument on the circle. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that's no, great. We, we do that during the day. I mean, there's minimal traffic for sure anybody that's out and about or people just walking to and from places to get lunch stuff like that like that'd be easy to clear out i just don't know how to like keep them like how to get people out and how to keep them out um oh right uh that that's no problem 
that is not a problem. Why whatsoever. am I terrified? Yeah, you're Why am I so, so scared <laughs> your right now. Your confidence upsets me. <laughs> uh, I I can absolutely build something that can keep people out, and maybe even keep something in if we need to keep it in as well, like a, a force field or a force field generator or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Can you really like uh, for sure? No. I mean, I guess I, I'm I'm lying. Well, okay. yes, of course I can do I it. <laughs> Jesus. Didn't I, just I always say I could. I always just kind of forget that like. It doesn't matter how lofty your goal is. <laughs> you just roll weird science yeah. and, and, it happens, and you do yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I think no that's problem. the thing that gave your brother-in-law a stroke, right? Yeah. It, it yep. is. Uh, here's what I don't like about that is that if we're trying to feature him, like doing all of his super powery stuff, mm-hmm. like suddenly he has force fields and things popping up to protect him, like that doesn't... Well, I mean, why... it may not be part of his you know, one of his own powers, but it, we can definitely make it look like it. I mean, it's oh, not like, okay. you know... Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we just hide, and then we, uh, we... I hit a button, a force field goes up, he puts his hand up like he, he just He says, did by it. the power of Odin, and then right. suddenly he's... Yep, okay, that's dope as hell. Oh, like, okay. make the force field look like it's not like a clean, clear, but make it look yeah. like it's part of the... Like, I was picturing, yeah. like, a solid dome structure, but so it's like an energy something yeah uh like uh what it could be is a uh, a dampener like a, a motion dampener so as it like as something hits it it doesn't like you just bang into it or anything it almost like like pushes into it a little bit but then is repulsed back like a oh, repulsor shield okay. yeah uh and then like i could just make it have like electricity and all this effects go I, little sparks and stuff so yeah. they can see through it just fine oh, but they absolutely. know oh there's a field there yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Can we actually, do you think we could double that up? Do you think we could get Rev to like do another one? Like, again, I want to take every possible precaution here. Redundancy would make me feel better if we could have like your force field and then even another one outside of it a little ways. Like uh, that okay. would be awesome. Yeah. Follow me here. Cause again, we're going to have to deal with people yeah. and getting them away. I think, yeah, if we did like one of those two shields on the center circle, like literally around the steps and the fountains and stuff of the monument, like leading right up to that sidewalk. Okay. Then that that would be an easy thing for us to, if there's anybody in the monument, that kind of stuff, we'd clear all that out, those people out, in time for you to do your thing, one of those like fields jumps up. Then clearing people off of the roads, off of the, you know, the actual street that is the circle and get them past that. We have another field pop up as soon as they're clear of that. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, as long as Rev can also make like a... Like a magic field. Yeah, but like if it can be invisible or if it can also look like the electricity and stuff, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I would like to have you guys in with me just in case things go horribly south. Okay. I mean, that's a good point. If we had us both up there, that could be the central point of the force field. So we have that one in the middle. Ooh. Oh, that's great. I was actually going to set up like these little things on the like outside streets parts, but I mean, I no. think that's even better. Like almost. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've decided no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that seems good. Like fewer fewer moving parts, less to go wrong. That's right. definitely yeah, better. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so yeah, I'll literally just kick some glass down and be ready with the sniper rifle. Kind of, I can maybe even be the one kind of calling the shots of the extra team um whoever we i mean that can't be too hard to find some people we could probably get soroka and fairchild mm-hmm. um i mean we can't we can't just use ipt personnel right no yeah, yeah that's you know it that's the hard part is that we can't have this really connected back to us right. so yeah, it's gonna fair. have us yeah 
so yeah, maybe Stroka or, or Fairchild, and then um, who else have we not gotten killed? Oh my god! <laughs> what about what about your boys that helped you with the body? Oh, oh, uh, damn! Yeah, Eddie, Eddie and Jeff. Eddie and Jeff. Eddie and Jeff, the maintenance guys, the cleaning crew. <laughs> They'd have yeah. to. We'd have to let them in, in on the on secret stuff. Which I. I, I mean, don't know. I think I don't think they're dumb. They're probably privy to this already. So here's the thing, though. <laughs> uh, what do we do about a 25 foot lizard monster? We kick its ass. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yes. Do we kick its ass from IPT to the circle? <laughs> Do we make it a three and a half you guys long just, battle? You guys just going to walk it down on the leash? Or, uh... yeah, come on. Um, like, I mean... Can you can you teleport it there? Uh, I mean, it's alive. That would be a, a, just another gamble. Because, um, like, ch- teleporting oh, a creature, I've got to oh, roll yeah, for yeah, if I take need, someone with me. We don't yeah. need to go into the mayor's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, sure. I would... Uh, hate to lose to mess up that role and lose that thing somewhere in the world i mean technically there is traffic all day i mean it is a road it, this is this a thing that like pops out of a fishy looking government semi-trailer or there's no way it's gonna fit in anything like it is uh, that's enormous if we I fold think it up <laughs> <laughs> like a like a small acrobat yes that's, I mean, I like the that. first part of your Ocean's Eleven plan. We yep. take the giant 25-foot <laughs> lizard monster and we fold it up inside of the food cart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think we can, like, drive it in. Yeah. Like, can we anything big enough to hold it wouldn't fit. On the circle. Yeah, easily yeah. into the circle. Right. Uh, so I was thinking, like, maybe we could, like, shrink it down and then, like, Oh, you like, you really you can just do any banana shit you want. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> he can oh, well, hold on. Let's back that up. He can try to do any, any banana, banana shit, shit he wants. He wants. <laughs> oh, this is a whole lot of if. I don't one day know just, about that. One day I'm just gonna stop saying things like with question marks at the end. I'm just like, yeah, we're just gonna shrink it down. <laughs> he I just don't. gets real assertive. I, I live for that day. <laughs> yeah, where TJ sentences don't have question marks at the end. <laughs> Actually, we should probably make it like a, an implant. We do this implant. Mm-hmm. We shrink it down. Yes. We put it in a goddamn Altoids tin and walk it over <laughs> to the monument. I mean, I assume it gets proportionally weaker when it gets tiny. We, it could be like, like Ant-Man. It could be like Ant-Man. We make it very small, and now it's also very strong, and it's just murdering everybody and, un- <laughs> <laughs> and invisible like we can't oh see it. Well, just, guys- just to be careful, we could sedate it. That, I, that, I think that would be pretty easy. Yes, do you a think, third uh, weird science. Please, let's do let's do three. I, I, mean, I mean, it's not hard. So you, oh, so you want to make something on the chip that like puts it to sleep and kind of wakes it up? Or? Yeah. Uh, and In fact, it could just be, it could even be like two separate like things that I um, inject into this I think thing. That you could you could build it into the same chip because you have okay. that ability that's that lets you combine two things. But yes, I think I it do. would be two different yeah. weird science rules to make them, just because you're wanting two different effects. Yep. Okay. But that yeah, you good. could once you make them, you can put them into a thing, so you could have a controller. Yeah. Okay. okay. Then let's do that. That'll make it so much easier. Okay. Literally an Altoids tin, like I guess. <laughs> well, I was joking, I, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of married to that now. Like, oh, good. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else would be any better really (laughs) like so you guys have the idea of you're gonna he's gonna create some stuff he's going to make a chip that shrinks it you guys are gonna put it in something and then put it to sleep take it to the square and then he's gonna wake it up and then 
a shield will go up, a second shield will go up, and at some point, you've got those four people you guys mentioned. They're going to clear the circle before those shields go up. Yes. Okay, so TJ, are you pretty set on that's what you want to make those three elements? Yes. Good. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes. All right, so why don't you roll me three weird science? Oh boy! And uh, we will we will hide this from the other guys. Yeah, I don't want to see this at uh, all because you know that's the nice thing about weird science is that like most of the rules in this game. The player knows how the role happened. Mm-hmm. The character assumes they have done perfectly well. <laughs> so let's let's see. Which one do you want to roll first? Uh, let's do the force field generator. All right. Yeah, here we go. Uh, that's a 12. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so yeah, I guess they can know that. So that works perfectly well. Uh, so what is your requirement? Uh, the requirement is uh, it needs a weird material. Yeah, that makes sense. Since you're making, you want it to like, Kind of bounce things back as opposed to just stop them dead. Right. And also have the effect of the electricity. And everything, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Which one next? Uh, well, then I guess I'll just uh, go ahead and make the, the shrink implant okay. as well. Oh, Ooh, that's so. That's not good. That's <laughs> not good. I'm just kidding. He actually got an 11. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Good Lord. Rolling rocks. Uh, yeah. I just, point of interest that since you are telling us when they're the good rolls, uh, I was just going to operate like they were all mixed success. It's probably for the so best. So that, I mean, <laughs> that would have been where I was going to ride. You guys anyway. haven't been paying attention that every time TJ rolls, I wink at him really large. <laughs> and then he says the number Why? and I congratulate him. Okay. So what is your requirement for that one? You know, I don't use this one a lot. So I want to try outside help. Like get someone outside of the, the hunter party. And oh, okay. Uh, so you're going to need help to finish it. Yeah. All right. Okay, and then your your last one for the mind control part of the implant. Right, the sedation. Eleven again. Oh, my yeah. God. All right, wow. what's your requirement right. for that one? Fabulous. Uh, that would be that it won't work as originally intended. Good. Okay, so it'll still work. It just won't work exactly. Exactly. Okay, yeah. all right. I can work with that. Um, actually, you know what? Give me uh, give me a set of die. Okay. Uh, Rev's not here, but obviously he'll be willing to help you guys out. There's no reason for us to have that conversation because he can make a circle around the square. <laughs> he can't circle, can't get the square. Um, he'll need some help setting it up, but... Uh... Well, at least this part of the plan is going to go really well because oh, Rev just got a 14. Dude. Oh, my God. So the only question that I have, guys, is um, I mean, you've got all this planned out. What about the streets? Uh, you've got cars coming through all the time, uh, you know, delivery people. What about the actual traffic, not the foot traffic? Well, I mean, there's going to be like a force field there so nobody can get through. Yeah, but right, there's going to be cars about, coming at it. <laughs> yeah, what about cars hitting that force field? Oh, oh uh, well, I mean, airbags come standard nowadays. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah this, this will be fine. This will be fine. Can we um, get, like, Ori or someone? No. no I, I would hate to involve Ori in this. Like, we are supposed to be keeping him away from alleys where he can die. Oh. I would hate to ask him to come to Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just, I don't know. With having so many people on the ground that are going to be dealing with the people, I don't know who else we have. Uh, actually, I've got it. I got an idea. So I'll handle that one. Margaret is pretty okay with this plan. And she tells you guys to, to kind of get to work on the various pieces that you've got to do. Um, and so uh, I assume Task goes to check with Rev to find out about this magic circle. And TJ's got some building to do. Once this conversation has come to its logical conclusion, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to head outside to like the back alley or something. And I'm going to pull out the coin that Damien O'Doyle gave me oh, to shit. cash oh in a favor. God. And I'm going to flip that coin. 
<laughs> yeah, you uh, you flip that coin into the air. There is the smell of brimstone, and you hear tires screech. And this car appears with flaming tires, and the coin is caught in the air. Oh, need my help already, do ya? and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In June of 2020, an amateur podcaster disappeared from the Carson National Forest while searching for the legendary Thin Treasure. But he was adamant that he was onto something big. He was obsessed. He showed her some hand-drawn map to a treasure out in northern New Mexico. The subjective truth is part treasure hunt, part paranormal docudrama. Starring Addison Peacock as Graham Anderson, Back at home, I placed the box on the counter, and I just stared at it for a while. You'd never be able to guess its social impact on the human race by looking at its simplistic design. UFOs, ghosts, reincarnation, and liars. This is The Subjective Truth. Subscribe now. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.